Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, it's the Friend Zone with Tim and Guy. It's the Friend Zone. We're going to have a good time. It's the Friend Zone with Tim and Guy. Because making friends is the best idea of all time. Friend Zone. Kia ora, everyone, and welcome along to... Oh, there we go. Now, Okay, cool. That's what I was free. That number was zero before. Now it's four. People are here. That means we're on the internet, baby. Yeah. You guys didn't see it, but uh, Tim worked his tail off to make it this far. This guy has built, uh, I mean, I know we're watching Emmanuel in space, but it looked like bloody Tim in space when I got in here. The way he was uh, pushing the buttons on the control panel and uh, guiding. I'm going to shoot you over here for this you microphone. Want me to get okay. the, yeah, it's okay. Guiding the spaceship of podcasting uh, safely to Earth where we are now being broadcast via satellites that are also in space, where we just we probably could have stayed out there. We should have stayed out there. It's no good on Earth anymore. Did David Bowie say that once? Like, let's all fuck off into space? That was his kind of... I reckon you could probably thing, find a it? Bowie quote for most things, and mm. a lot of them would be off the record. Have you ever said that to someone? What? Off the record. This is off the like to a journalist who you've been talking, and then you said this is yeah, I have actually strictly off the record. I haven't said it like quite that, but I'm like, this is off the record. What eh? was the thing? Probably. You can tell us. Uh, I can't remember. Probably Chloe stuff, though. Yeah. When I was talking to people. But they don't care in New Zealand. They just quote you at all times. Not you. Do they say a source? A, yeah. A staffer? They didn't say me. They said someone else. A close pal? Hey. Um, uh, that's what would upset me to be a celebrity, would be to, be to be betrayed by my uh, by someone familiar with the situation. Yeah, you, i.e. you. Uh, you're, the only reason that I'm letting you be familiar with the situation is because we're close. And for you to use this information against me and sell it to NW Magazine? Uh, hi, friends who are joining us live. Oh, Tom Katsumi is here. Fantastic. Someone called, uh, or calling themselves Bop Bop 3000. Very cool to have you here. And, uh, and, a, and a Chris as well. Kudos on the absolutely insane time of recording live. Um, that's okay. I don't know where you are, if that relates to like a specific time zone thing for you. It's different times at different places. For us, this is tricky. 10.43 a.m. Shall mm. I, should we check in with each other or should we check in with the, our friends first? I, I I think we should check in with each other. Because I arrived here, but you were so busy, we didn't even uh, actually do a hello, how are you? I was doing a horrible job of hospitabizing you. But 
but you're doing a fantastic job of um I don't think that's true either. I've had to construct such such an elect Here's the problem with the stream. I've always struggled with it because I'm rebuilding the entire thing each time I do it. Because there's not enough room in the studio for me to have like a permanent thing set up. So I have to like start from scratch every time. Most people don't do that. I do. It, you know what? That's really good tricky. context for me and the the other friends because I do often I think um I admire your technical know-how and ability to create studios anywhere at the drop of a hat. And well, the drop of a hat is where I'll stop you because but, I, I started setting this up an hour and a half ago and it should have been easy. should have been easier than this. But you did it. And look, there's so many chords here and it must be frustrating to work with a, a Luddite such as myself. Although That's I am very fine. good at uh, getting up. And retrieving physical things and bringing them to you. You're I'm, the best. I'm not unlike a dog in You're that the respect. Best. There's so many dogs here. We got three dogs on the property right now. Myself included? No. Oh. You're not a dog. Who's, dog, who's the third dog? Uh, we've got Graham's dog here, Buster, who's Jane's partner. Oh, wonderful. This is the thing about New Zealand. Our houses are pretty expensive, so we all have to huddle together like some wanderers yeah, yeah. into a fire to um, protect ourselves against a blistering winter. So we all come together, and because we're too poor, we all have dogs and cactuses instead of children now, even though we're in our 30s. Dogs are, dogs are expensive. Dogs are expensive and tricky around the cactus mm. because um, they're not a good mix. Do you look at a cactus dog as a dog? may be man's best friend, but cactus is certainly not dog's best friend. Do you look at a cactus friend. as a dog's problem or a dog as a cactus's problem? I feel in this very animal-centric world we live in and perspective we have that the cactus is a dog's problem. Wow, the more you know. But maybe if I did more mescaline, i.e. any, I've never done it before. I've done a lot of it. Have you? Yeah. How was it? It's so good. Did it make you feel more um, cactus-centric? Like you would would then be more uh, sympathetic to the idea that that actually dogs are a cactus problem? Mm, probably in the moment, or that they're at least on equal footing rather than sort yeah. of favouring one because I can relate to their version of sentience more. Mm. I wouldn't be able to distinguish like the specifics of the hallucinogenic high from um, anything else that you might try, your mushrooms or your LSD, mm. but uh, it tastes awful. You hack it up, you yeah. boil it down, yeah. and it is one of the most vile tastes that you can imagine. And a lot of my friends, I never actually threw up from it, but they would. They, you throw it back up, and yeah. then they say that's when the trip begins. I keep it down, and I get gassy. Oh, God. A bit of a purge. Nothing will make you feel higher than a trip to the bathroom, you know? How many, like, yeah, like, man. how universe is that experience where you're in the bathroom, and even if you're, maybe you're sitting down on the toilet and you think, okay, everything feels a bit different from normal, and it's... then you go and you're washing your hands and you look in the mirror, and then mm. that's the sort of, the cliched moment where you're like, I'm high because you're looking at your face and you think, is that my, is that my face? Yeah, mirror, I don't think mirrors are a good idea when you're tripping, eh? Mm. The, and, and every bathroom has a mirror. That's probably why there's such high danger zones. <laughs> I would, do you know what would be really thoughtful? If you're going to maybe like host some friends over and you know people are going to be tripping out, put like a matte finish on all the mirrors. <laughs> So what? I just no, like a be, frosting, and don't tell anyone. No, no, no. You can t- no, <laughs> no, no, let them no, know. Don't let tell them know. anyone. Let them know. Like, oh my god, I've gone in self focus. <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> this is me now. I'm never coming down. Um, hey, so uh, thanks for being here, people who are here. This is this is this is. I mean, I was threatening to make this a regular thing, but honestly, off the back of how this morning's gone, I cannot imagine this being regular. This okay. is too fucking hard. But you know, maybe I'll get better at it the more I. I keep it's doing like, it. Um, I should know this off the back of happening. 
you know, like how to do this by now. But in happening, you had a, a, a more semi-permanent arrangement. It's true, but still. Truth be told, oh, it's because it's being recorded as an audio podcast. If this was purely a video product, you could kind of rebuild the studio because the the, the garage mm. or the car hole, as yeah, I like to call it, the car hole. A great spot through the summer because the warmer season, there'd be less mold, it's less mildew. It's full of wood. You've been down there recently? No. Neither have I, and I live here. Why'd you put all that wood it's in there? It's completely full of wood because the Green Party of New Zealand doesn't know where to put all this beautiful wood. They don't know where to store it. If anyone would know what to do with wood, it would be the Green Party. I know. and yet, Well, it's because they don't want to dispose of it irresponsibly. They mm. want to hold it over for the next three Sounds years. Sounds like the, the Green Party are treating your garage as a, a sort of Storing place for kindling. No, this is no, no, no. It sounds like wrong the, on two the, counts. The Green Party have a bit of an agenda against tea bats. Wrong on two counts. And number one, I did this. I did this myself. This is all me. Okay. And uh, number two, it's not kindling. It's hoarding wood. It's not kindling until it's. <laughs> I'm on hoarding fire. the hoarding okay. wood. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's are. for hoarding anyway. Okay, folks, let's uh, let's get to some of our friends, eh? Okay. Should we do that? I got a, I got a. This big... shot's not great, eh? I might just oh, nudge it a tiny he's gonna bit. going to change the shot, everyone. Well, it's not. And while he does that, I got a great. Oh, gee, God. what was that? Gee whiz! I don't know what's going on. I've got a great message that I'd like to read here. It's, uh, and it's taken the form of a very long Twitter DM to, uh, Pod, which is a, a Twitter account. I actually also, before I read the long one, got a short message from Cody Forks, who's an animator, he's a friend of the podcast, who said, "Pronounce it Twioat." And to that I said, never. Regards, Guy. So this is at Twioat Pod. That's T-W-I-O-A-T Pod on Twitter if you want to find us. So And it's got a four, a three prescript. It says, pre-pre-prescript. I sent you the same message on Facebook, but it seems that it didn't get sent properly for some reason. So I'm also doing it on Twitter. Pre-prescript. Sorry for the length on this. If you don't want to read it on the zone, I understand. Prescript. Say my name. If you want me to cry. <laughs> Tears of happiness. Well, well, well. If it isn't the frosty fellows, Timbo and Guy Guy, my favourite boys from NZ. That's us. My name is Hugo. Hi, Hugo. I'm a 25-year-old Portuguese boy with a voracious appetite for podcasts. I started listening to you tasty boys about a year and a half ago, and only now have I managed to catch up to the potty, and oh, oh boy, have we been on a journey together. And I didn't... I. Oh. <clears throat> it's you go listen to the entirety in a year and a half no less it's too much we've held his hand through the challenging days of 23 and a half to the halcyon days of 25 i went through a huge personal amount of personal growth in that period of my life it's a it's a it's a time it, ripe for personal growth know, but what was a, going it, on with you in terms of your traditional markers for life it's yeah. a bit of a nothing period like no one thinks anything of the 23 24 25 birthdays or whatever but you took it but by I, the horns um, and went, I am going to grow. I became a professional. I, I turned comedy into my full-time vocation. Imagine that. And I, um, I think I just I developed a deeper sense of ease and comfort within myself, which in turn made it a lot easier for me to approach others with an open mind and a welcoming ear. What did it for you? Was there a catalyst? Was there a great book involved? Was there a chat with no, a pal? No, I've famously never read a book nor held a conversation. Wow. It's just a decision I made. That's cool. Anyway, uh, Hugo continues, I don't, and oh, he said, have we been on a journey together? And I don't just mean your descent into madness by watching not too many movies, but definitely too much movies. 
But am I in too, as I listened to said dissent? And that's <laughs> there, what this message is about. That's a funny reminder. It has been too many and too much. Aye. It's true. My story is you keep me company. Oh, my, uh, and that's what this message is about. My story is you keep me company whilst descending. It all began while I was in my last year of vet school. A vet! Come on in, a vet. No, just joking around there. Fun with words. Um, or, We've got to respect the vets. That's right. It all began. Never forget. While I was in my. That's right, yeah. I'm tired of these these uh, animal doctors and their stolen valour. I was in my last year of vet school. All I had to do to graduate was to do an internship and write my thesis. Due to some miscommunications and scheduling issues, I didn't do jack shit for six months. And what? so started listening to six a little podcast. Months. Yeah, it's a big window. <laughs> it's a, I like taking your foot off the gas midway through a course or whatever, but uh, six months, is that's a good holiday. That's a good break. Uh, the worst study of all time, or is it, so that's when he started listening to the worst study of all time. I was like to call it the best idea of all Tim and Guy. <laughs> I love that. Also, I started cooking. Several months later, as I finished the internship, I felt completely unmotivated to write the thesis, so I didn't. I'd realized that my true passion was cooking. So, uh, cool. cooking. So, much to the dismay of my mother, I became a college dropout and got a job in a bakery. It was tiring. But I never felt more fulfilled in my life. Isn't this incredible? If you think about, I haven't, I haven't proofread this, but to foreshadow this incredible moment of personal growth, yes, through my own journey, yes. if I could say that, and then to, to hear Hugo using our podcast as a conduit through which he has accessed a similar journey, unbelievable. Then, as you know, things descended all over the world, which meant that I got laid off and stayed unemployed for the next four months. Mm. On the upside. I had more time to listen to podcasts, including one where two cute boys descend into madness, which at the time I could particularly relate as I too was descending. I, I really enjoy being called cute these days. Yeah, well, I get a lot out of it. After said it. four months, due to a, failing of useless, a feeling of uselessness and desperation, I ended up working as a door-to-door salesman during the fucking pandemic. How smart is that? Shit. Did Hugo drop where he's living? Portugal. Oh, true. So after a month of feeling awful and questioning what I was doing with my life and realizing I'd only be happy with working with something food-related, I quit my job. After some time not being able to get a new job in the culinary arts, I ended up working as a real estate agent. Gee whiz. You guys getting it done. This motherfucker's taking us on a journey. Absolutely. Uh, I met two dudes who just opened a sushi restaurant about 50 minutes from my house. The next day... I quit my job again and asked them if they would hire me. I like that you did it in that order. We are your friends. We are your friends. Quit the Welcome jo- aboard. Quit the job and then let the fact that you really need this shine through in your desperate eyes. Unfortunately, since they were very small and new business, they couldn't afford to hire me. So he set up with an internship, which two weeks later became a paid internship. And now I've been working there for about two months. I've been learning a lot and I consider the owners as basically family by this point. And hopefully by next year, they're able to hire me full time. I haven't felt this undescended, or in other words, happy, since the pandemic started. Well, if travels are safe again and you guys enjoy good sushi, I want to formally invite you and all the cool listeria to come eat over at Aru Sushi in Lisbon, Carnaside. And now I'm here writing this whilst my dog is taking a poo that I'm going to have to pick up in a few seconds. And that's the moral of the story. Pick up your dog, shit everyone. That's from Hugo. Was that bit from Hugo? Yeah, the whole thing. The pick up your dog shit? Because I took a lot of lessons from that beautiful story. And the, the picking up your dog shit's, I guess, relevant, but not, not even in my top three. That was a fantastic story. Thank you, Hugo. Hugo, your life is a great story. We need to option it. Someone should turn it into a movie. What's happened over the last two years? 
the only constant has been this strange accented pair uh, from the other side of the world. Portugal is a long way from New Zealand. Yeah. We are different cultures. It's, Portugal is actually uh, the exact... If you drove a stake that was the length of the earth through I've, the earth... I've heard that about a lot of different places. I know. It's in Alice in Wonderland. Where does she start? And she goes through to the other side of the world and ends up in New Zealand. I think New Zealand back nah. then was just a catch-all for yeah, the furthest yeah. place you could think of. No, I think... Um, is it truly I, I've, I've heard Portugal, but then also, actually, I was recently in Arrowtown, which is uh, in the, the south of the South Island. Beautiful And there's a, there's a restaurant there called Aosta. And mm-hmm. Aosta is a, a town in northern Italy. And the reason that this uh, restaurant's called Aosta is that Aosta shares exactly to Arrowtown the latitude and longitude, like it's inverted. It, yeah. Huh. Um, and it, Does it, that mean if you drove a stake that's through right. Arrowtown, and God willing, one day I will, yes. it would get to, to Italy? A, yes, to Aosta. And huh. and uh, a cool thing is that because of the um, because of that exactitude of the the two locations, that a lot of the local ingredients longitude, are, latitude, exactitude, the three right. things you need to figure out where you the, are. A lot of the ingredients they use at this rest, restaurant Aosta yeah. are the same fresh ingredients that are frequently like the food is all cooked in a northern Italian style using ingredients that are available both in Aerotown and in Aosta. Isn't that a good hook for this a restaurant? This is the kind of fun you can have when you're rich. That's right. I'm going to open a restaurant which is specifically geared to the opposite position of where I am in the world. Yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. And a lot of work. A lot of work. We no, sure th- hope people come, but if they don't, it's okay. These pockets, no, no bounds. There's fucking respect. That, do you know what? I'm so disparaging of... Um, uh, the I think high, the, yeah, definitely. I high stand by net that. Worth individuals. No, it's more like high, um, high tier culinary stuff, mm, mm. which is both a disrespect to myself and to Hugo. I am so nervous about that water next to the desk. Should I be? No, I'm freaking out over nothing. It was there before you were nervous. Yeah, and it'll be there long after I am. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be there. I mean, if you're going to be nervous the whole time, I can move it. Nah, I like it. It keeps me on my toes. Okay. Um. Hugo, shout out to you. I've got a message here from George. Hey, boys. Hope you're both doing well. Just wanted to ask a little more about the story behind the YouTube pilot. I saw you replying to someone in the video comments telling a story about how you were shown around by the production crew and they assumed you'd be staying in a hotel nearby. I thought it was really funny and interesting to hear a little bit more about behind the scenes of the project. Have you got any other good stories about the making and filming of the show? I think the pilot is incredible. And it's a damn shame that it didn't get picked up. So I'd love to hear a little more about what went on behind the scenes and when the cameras were not rolling. I'm loving the new season, and it's been a real dream to continue to have you both making podcasts and keeping us going as this year continues to be a bit grim. All the best. George Service. You can say my name if you want. I was just checking. Congrats. Uh, well, George, anecdotally, behind the scenes, what you didn't see was us making up for lost time that was spent shooting by watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. Uh, sad- I tell you what, there, it really was what you see is what you get on that show, wasn't it? The, what you didn't see was I had a, um, and this is this is some real, you know, in the actor's studio tile stuff. I had a, um, the only refuge we had was I had a small, and the production didn't know and weren't, weren't to know and aren't to know about this, but I had a small weed vape. Oh, that's true. And so we had that for company through the through the nights. If we wanted, I mean, 
but there know. was no time for it during no, the yeah. day. It was yeah, just sort of to to unwind when everyone had knocked off for the day, and we were <laughs> sleeping we in were, the sewer. We were just genuinely sleeping there. Yeah. Um, well, this, I mean, what do we we we? Yeah, like it, it is a shame because all of the behind the scenes anecdotes are represented on screen. We ate well, nothing but not, pizza. Not all. The, yeah, I think it was more like what they decided to pay attention to or not is kind of interesting because. Um, for my money, not quite enough was made of the fact that we ate nothing but pizza because we did that. And to the detriment of the quality of the, the show, you're not getting enough protein. You're no. not getting enough uh, of the stuff that your body needs to operate at a high capacity. We're depleted of vitamin D because we couldn't come to the surface. Uh, we were we were mole people for the um, majority yeah. of the time. We only went out at night. So we had no natural light and um, very little nourishment in terms of certain essential vitamins, amino acids, minerals. The other thing that I thought they didn't focus on enough was the flood that happened on that last day. Yeah, there was a genuine flood down there. They got a bit of it on camera. But, I mean, it's it's difficult, isn't it? You're, you're making a pilot, so you, you've really got to put the, mo- the most far-reaching, your, your widest, most broadly accessible foot forward. Yeah. And um, there's so much footage. There must have been. That's right, yeah. I mean, do you know, I, I the, the more time passes, the the more pride I feel for that pilot. I know. It's um it's a regret that it didn't uh Yeah, a regret of YouTube more. Reds. Yeah, fucking A. Still thriving though. That really gets my goat. No, it doesn't. It, yeah, absolutely. It up. I watch a lot of videos on that. Now this message is in the uh this is from Facebook now. This one uh, reads as follows Greetings, fellas. I've always wanted to write into the friend zone, but never had anything to say until, much to my delight, you started talking about fucking kangaroos. That is, um, there's two ways to interpret that. Sure and is. I want to be very clear that uh, t- when the way it's written and what we were talking about was having sex with kangaroos, not sort of like, oh, these bloody kangaroos. We're talking about fucking kangaroos. I should clarify that I have zero experience with human kangaroo sexual relations, but I do have three-fourths of a biology degree, so I am qualified to let you know that female kangaroos have, count them, one, two, three vaginas. It's a lot. So, well done to you, I guess. (laughs) That's all I've got. Feel free to read this on a friend zone and say my name. Love, Kira. Kira? Kira. Hard to say, but... um, K-I-R-A. Kira. 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 Kira? I do Kira. Kira, I, I hardly know her. Yeah, I care a lot about that. Now, Tim, you're having sex with a kangaroo. The kangaroo's got three vaginas. You and the kangaroo are talking, and the kangaroo says, Tim, I want you to pay equal attention to every vagina. Hmm. How do you feel about that prospect? I mean, I'm <laughs> so much to be freaked out by. First, I'm fucking a kangaroo. I don't know what's led me there. Second, the kangaroo starts talking to me. I would I would hope that the kangaroo would start talking to you before you're fucking the kangaroo. Me too. I don't know what's happened. I can't, think of, I can't think of much more alarming than you just having sex with the kangaroo and then the kangaroo goes, hey, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And I'm like, oh, no. Look, man, I can't get past the fact that I'm fucking a kangaroo to kind of enter okay. into the thing. I'm sorry. And I'm trying. I really am. Well, I'm trying to enter the spirit of, of what you've constructed here, but... Um, you want me to kind of try and figure out where these two no, other no. vaginas you could be? You don't need to worry about it. Just for the record, I would I would gladly and capably service <laughs> all three kangaroos' vaginas without so much as batting an eyelid. 
Okay. But I guess that's just the kind of guy I am. I guess it is. My way. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. With Cats with Laura Daniels, John Wright, say my name. It's John Preble. Is it still Preble if it's one E? Yep. Preble. Say my name. Hello. Guymont Timbat. So Laura says Jennifer Hudson sucks as the singer of Memories. Who sings it well that we can hear? I don't think she said so in her episode, and she sounds very smart about such things. It might be, it might know a real good play of it. Thanks, John from Josie. That's uh, a bad Jersey. I would accent. probably recommend the original um, Cats Broadway record cast recording on Spotify. You know who it is? I don't know. I don't Cats know who it is. Original, but if you if, if you look up Spotify, you'll you'll get what's what her name again? Who Jennifer. the cat? Oh, uh, I can't is, remember. Esmeralda? No, we've got to get this without. No, okay. no, no, no. All right. Um, Grizabel. Oh, nice. Thank Shit, you. I would not have got that. Oh, no, I, I love cats. And I still get people messaging me telling me it's a bad movie. Uh, Grizabella. The... the role of Grizabella was originated by Elaine Page, who is a uh, stalwart of the... Uh, Musical theatre scene. You know that, do you? Yeah. I've, I've pulled up her wiki, but... You're a Broadway guy. Wait a minute. Is Elaine Page uh, referenced in Sex in the City 1? No. <laughs> in short? No. For some reason. Betty Buckley originated the role in the 82 Broadway production, earning the 83 Tony for Best Featured Actress. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's most likely that Betty Buckley is the one on the um, recording. But have a have a check out. I don't know. We should, should ask Laura Daniel. Yeah, we should. Do you want to? Is, is anyone? Because people are listening to this, of course, but are famously also watching this. Is any? Is there any correspondence that we should be addressing head on from those people who are with us right now, live and in the oh, room? Oh, I'm, I'm I'm tracking it. I'm, All right, wonderful. Yeah, if you have any questions, please put it through in the chat. Um, we can absolutely put it through. They were tickled with the pizza detail. 
Um, oh, someone nice. said, uh, Tom said, just noticed Guy's shirt. Oh, that's sick. Oh, we're wearing, we're both wearing Oh, we the, are, yeah. That's cool. I found a really good um, Simpsons merch store online. And I I, uh, I bought Simpsons merch from it. Guy bought me this T-shirt. That's the kind of so crazy kind. guy I am. And then I wore it on um, a televised comedy performance, which is going to air in New Zealand just before Christmas, and they got upset at me. After the fact? But I stood my ground. No, before. Okay. They were like, hey, man, we literally only said one thing in the email, and that is don't wear bright white. Ah. And I rocked up with this T-shirt. I was like, hey, guys, is this okay for, for no wardrobe? And they were like, no, Tim, this is going to make our job really difficult. And I said, but I really like this T-shirt. A guy bought it for me. <laughs> I like to think it was both of those pieces of information working in perfect synchronicity that got it over the line. Question from the live chat from Chris. Question, guy. Tell me what you think about me. Yes. When is there another season of your Crashing Roommate series with Carlos Ritchie happening? That is hosting. I like course. calling him Carlos. I will be doing that for the entirety of the next season. Uh, we don't have a set date yet. Actually, we were going to do one remotely, but it's sort of, you know, things can get away from you. It can be difficult to get on top of these things. And uh, Car- Carlo has moved to the Blue Mountains. I think he's got a lot of um, people he needs to get away from. So he's taken a <laughs> moment out there, uh, about an hour and 15 minutes out of central Sydney. So uh, perhaps he could host me in the remote hinterland of um, rural New South Wales, away from any prying eyes or ears, and God knows what sort of mischief he could get up to as a host. Guy, honestly... It's a real shame all of this is happening at the moment, limiting our travel, because the Blue Mountains are so beautiful. Oh, yeah. And there's a big mythical cat in there. Really? A jungle cat. I like that. You know, I, do you know that when I was um, about 19, I started writing a feature film out of nowhere. It was about, there's a rumoured to be a big cat in the central plateau of the South Island. Yes. Um, Canterbury Cat. The Canterbury Cat. And uh, the story was about two uh, two best friends. One of them was about to go overseas. And the last thing they were doing before one of the friends left was that they were going to go on a um, on a hunting trip. Well, not a hunting trip, but they were going to go and camp out in the middle of uh, rural Canterbury mm. to try and find this cat. And in doing that, they accidentally trespass on a farmer's property. And so you've got this great game of cat and mouse where the two best friends are trying to trace the cat and the farmers are trying to trace the two best friends. And the, the farmers, this they, is great. they lay a trap and they accidentally catch the cat. This is so good. Yeah. Never, you should have opened that back up. Never finished that. And uh, I probably buried the record somewhere. Well, But you've still got the, the synopsis. No, no, I've forgotten all of it. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Know, it's, a, it's a real shame. Um, I've got one here from Andy. Oh, yeah, sorry, quick shout-out. Um, Tom said that saw Carlo in uh, Bear Pack in London. If you ever get the chance to see the Bear Pack perform live or recorded, they should get a Netflix deal. They did, they did a um, – ABC in Australia recorded a bunch of comedy, and they recorded a Bear Pack show, but they, they did, did it, it in well? a way which compromised the integrity of the product. Uh, so it didn't. It was not the. It was not the brilliant distillation of the beer pack that it should be. Do you know? I would love to um, direct a video production of, of a beer pack live performance. Well, there you go. I mean, it's it's because I think it's so important to capture. Um, it's and right on the cello. Yes, in a very particular way. Mm. Well, um, 
I can tell you this, if you're interested in the bear pack and obviously watching live performance right now, particularly uh, outside of your own country, is very difficult. But they also released a, a bear pack podcast, so you can listen to Carlo and his co-performer Steen Riscopoulos um, in audio form if you look up that. the Bear Pack podcast. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm going to get that in me. What a treat. That's hey, right. have you watched the Auntie Donna Netflix series? In its entirety, Tim. Fuck, I've, I'm going again. It's really I funny. I loved it. It's really, really funny. God, they. I'm so stoked that they nailed it, you know? Uh, they really like, did. Because it, it, when, when, when those filthy Americans get their money-grubby hands on a, on a great comedy product... From an improv troupe that have honed their skills over many years. Well, they're, a, a, ske- they're a sketch troupe. They, well, they, oh, sorry, that's true, a sketch troupe. It's um, it is possible to break the magic, but um, they didn't. They captured, they yeah. captured and the magic. Enhanced it even. Fuck, it's that good. Sweet Netflix budget made made magic happen. Anyway, well done to Egg House. Fun reads. Hey boys, checking in here from Otutahi. Fresh after the disappointing results of our referendum, or four twenty twenty twenty, as I've been calling it. I was hanging out with my mum just after the results were announced in the car, heading to a nice family dinner when she announced Guy Montgomery is on Radio New Zealand's panel talking about it right now. Imagine my delight to hear that the Frosty Fellas had representation on Radio New Zealand, traditionally a serious radio station. Smash cut. To my immense disappointment to hear not seasoned stoner Guy Montgomery, but comedy hack Guy Williams running his mouth (laughs) with his typical congenial conviction and disgustingly well-researched arguments. I turned the radio off and the rest of the car was spent in silence. All jokes aside, love a bit of Williams, but I know where my guy loyalties lie. Don't ever stop broing me. Your pal Andy. Thanks, bro. Um, how, How... This has been a constant feature, I think, of your comedy career. There's two tall white funny men in new zealand of the same age called guy one is guy williams one is guy montgomery and they have different styles but because they're both very visible and very funny people sometimes get them confused i got called i i hosted a show i put on a show last night i hosted a show with laura daniel laura daniel we just mentioned laura daniel's in the show and uh pax pax went last and when he was leaving the stage he said give it up for your host not deliberately, Guy Williams. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck have I got to do? That is um, quite I get, devastating. I get emails from the, the bookers of the few television shows available to comedians in New Zealand yeah. saying, do you want to do this show? And I say, yes. yes. And they say, sorry, wrong, wrong guy. guy. And I say, okay, I will take this <laughs> once, but if you do that again, I'm showing up to the record because that is insane. Yeah. That is a very high level of ineptitude, which is what happens when you've got two people working on all the TV shows. That some, it's like you need an agent to be fielding all those emails because that's psychologically just too harmful know, well, for you to be taking. It's not on. my. It's I have an agent to yeah. field those emails, and they're, not, they're, they're trying to email Guy Williams directly. They've fucked up twice. <laughs> Guy anyway. Williams has got an agent too. I assume. Come on, put it together, people. Here's another uh, message. Why is this taking a while to load? Andrew writes, Timbo Jenkins and Guy Fawkes Montgomery. I'm 9 p.m. into election night and thus way too many slash just enough drinks deep. I popped in a teller jar glass from the counter uh, to a wooden floor with an indifferent thud and remembered how you talked about these things lasting past the cockroaches. I see this glass will outlast us all. I have no idea how this particular slow-moving apocalypse will end, but you'll know. 
uh, regards from the past say my name andrew i get it because we're reading this in the future that's cool those fucking glasses man they were thick and they had a big old bottom mm. fat bottom nutella glasses i they it, must they must be around still i don't know where they all ended up probably a secondhand store in thames i associate the nutella glasses uh with the thinner being a bit thinner oh but on the bottoms you get in on that mate can you show me how big you're imagining the glass to be? Oh, the glass itself is is uh, yeah. annoyingly small. Yeah. So yeah. like, but they're, they're like, kind of stout. They're like about that tall, and they're not. They're like little. I reckon they'd hold about two thirty mils. I, I've always thought that they were like pro, uh, the bottom was proportionally thick to the rest of the glass. But you know yeah. what, Tim? What the fuck would I know? Wait, that's what I'm saying. Wait, it was thick or wasn't thick? Proportionally, it was the appropriate level of thickness. I thought it was quite a thick. Yeah, boy. you thought it was like chunky, a, like a tumbler sort of a yeah. deal. You and me, we used to be together always. All right, this one here reads as follows. Is there any way that you think we could get some of those Nutella jars that are unmarked and put West Idea branding on them? Mm. Oh, can I tell you something? No. Okay, what's the message? Hi, I'm drunk again, and I associate alcohol with you because every time I've ever drank, you've been involved. Holy shit, that is a powerful opening. Anyway, I think I should move. <laughs> Don't anyway there. That's there anyway. No, oh, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think I should move to New Zealand or Australia because America is not doing it for me at the moment. Too many racism. Plus, I'm a lesbian, as stated earlier, and low-key scared <laughs> of my rights. <laughs> Sorry, but too many racism's really good. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking funny. What should I do? Are you currently accepting political refugees? Do you know anyone looking to get married but just so their partner can get citizenship? How's global warming affecting you? Worming. How's global worming affecting you? I don't want to be a political refugee just to turn into an environmental refugee. You know? <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I'm usually better at spelling, but the country's in a shambles and so am I. So drinking. Colon. Open parenthesis. Open parenthesis. Open parenthesis. Open parenthesis. Open parenthesis. Oh, that's so tantalizing. I feel like there's a little secret buried inside of so many brackets, but there isn't. the end. Okay. Um, And that's from Katie. Can we say Katie? Are we allowed Uh, to say Katie? We've said it. Whoops. Well, I think first names. Generally, they're okay. Um, Katie, we'd love to have you. And as Guy and I have uh, recently announced on Twitter, we're in charge of making these calls. So I would like to formally invite you to New Zealand. Come aboard. We opened the borders. We did. We did it. We're allowed to. Everyone who listens to our podcast is allowed. So just yeah, come on in. And when you get to customs, tell them we sent you. <laughs> Michael says, hi, Tim. Hi, Guy. A few friend zones back, Guy casually wondered how many C-bombs Tim has dropped over the years. This led me to wonder what other nuggets might be hidden in the Worst Idea archives. So while this whole pandemic nonsense was going on i took a deep dive into season one it's quite hard for me to read for two reasons number one i'm not a great sight reader number two this arm is slightly in the way and number three i'm pretty convinced i need glasses Mm. oh no it's been the case for a long time (laughs) you look becoming in glasses thanks man i'll take you and i'll take zoe when i pick them out so you can style me i don't know that i think you can just take zoe I like that we're on equal style footing, but I think... You're a stylish guy. I'd value I your opinion. Can, um, I'd value you being there. Um, I'd do it. 
And I'd do it too, dear listener. So while this... D- 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 oh, uh, uh, I took a dive into season one, just like you guys took a deep dive into Grown Ups 2, described by you two Frosty Fowlers as a sensational ensemble comedy in episode one. <laughs> episode one also featured mentions of Rob Schneider. Uh, quote, Kevin James, who you might know from Mall Cop. <laughs> That's the name. And Chris Rock's son being described as, quote, a shining light of talent. That must have been the first mention of a shining light. Mm. How cool. I like I like what Michael's done here. I'm interested in the research. This is great. Several episodes before the shining light segment even existed. There's also a fascinating exchange where Tim expresses that 50 watches is, quote, not happening. Guess what, Timbo? 50 watches did happen. I heard him. Mm. Episode 3 features the Shining Light segment, which was a regular feature by Episode 5. Episode 5 is also where it was announced by Tim that you had to, quote, do a year of watches. Tim, as always, a flip-flopper. Yeah, true. Episode 6 saw the debut of Ario Speedwagon track as intro music, and 7 featured the idea for the director's commentary. Eight saw Tim's rash declaration that you'd watch Grown Ups 3 for two years. I remember that. A concept that would take Guy by surprise eight episodes later, and again two episodes after that. Guy's memory, not his strongest trait. Episode 12 saw Chris Rock's son referred to as Dynamite for the first time. 13's where you learned that Patrick Schwarzenegger was in the film. 16 was the debut of Tim telling Guy bananas are radioactive. This happened multiple times in subsequent episodes. Guy seems surprised every time. 19 was the first time you boys shared a bed at least publicly um it was probably off and on the record oh it says my vimeo connection is unstable we're still up who knows is this thing on um uh, 19 was the first time you boys shared a bed and an idea for matching tattoos saying keeping it on oh keeping on keep on keeping on was floated 24 was the first utterance of there's neither here nor there, plus the debut mentioned weirdly of Zach Efron. Uh, 28 was the first Patty Schwartz party time. Wow, it took us that long to get to Patty Schwartz party time. 30 was the debut of the Bushimi Mystery Tour. 34, you both speculated about Rob Schneider's sitcom, mostly positively, how little you knew. And 35, Tim suggested he would one day move to the US, leaving Guy behind. 38 was the first extended version of Patty Schwartz Party Time theme, and the first but not last time you sang a Cindy Lauper song. 41 featured the idea for the friend zone itself, which makes this a real meta email. The unnumbered commentary episode featured the Kevin James book of ideas. Wow. Uh, where a hypothetical Kevin James would make improvised comedy offers by opening up to a random page, making Kevin James the original Mr. Big. I vaguely remember that happening. You speculated what a horrible place it must be to live in Kevin James's head, a task you've given yourselves and three relatively innocent American boys forever. Those are the particular interesting or appropriate comments from season one of Worst Idea, including the uh, London Marathon episode and the extra watch you punch yourselves with after the wine carpet incident. I remember that distinctly. Mm. You have seen Grown Ups 2 53 and a half times during that. Tim, dropped the C-bomb six times. Re-listening to you boys certainly made the pandemic a lot funnier. Cheers, you pair of magnificent bastards. Please say my name, Mike Richardson. Thanks, Mike. Really liked that. So nice. Really, really good work. Um, imagine he had to have a running doc for every episode and you know, yeah. to have to pause it to write things down. Jotting so I appreciate the, the work you did. Uh, this one here's a, a big one. Also, we just to give a heads up, we, we're going to break and 
roughly eight minutes, are we? Oh, I would say earlier because that's when our scheduled guest is supposed oh, yeah. to we've arrive. Got a, we've got a um, friend coming over to watch some porn. Hey, Major Tim Battersea and Sir Guy MacGyver, I just wanted to say that I feel the three of us are in a one-sided, codependent relationship. One-sided on my side, as I, know, as I am now dependent on the majestic sounds of your beautiful friendship with one another to raise my tired bones from bed every morning. And for nice. those of you only listening along and not watching, I'm actually lifting my hands as though I'm helping the bones be lifted from the bed. Um... This chronic depressive appreciates your levity and all you do is without your sweet, sweet podcast, I feel I would drift listlessly through my mornings and days. I'm a pretty new addition to your funky fan base, having only discovered your pod earlier this year. I feel if I ever met you guys, I'd blather incoherently and perhaps cheer up a little. It's a small country and I too live in the land of the long white cloud, so you never know. And wowee, the Emmanuel Chronicles are wild! (laughs) My favourite part is all the characters' constant referrals to Emmanuel's sexual prowess and beauty. Not to be a fuddy-duddy, but it sure does make us sound like so- the soft porn equivalent of a Mary Sue. A Mary Sue. It's a film Didn't trope. We, we, we looked this up. Before, yeah. yeah, on one of the Emmanuels, I think. And, to my credit, I can't remember what it is. Yeah, mine too. A character who is inexplicably added, adored by everyone despite being rather unexceptional. Fuck. Well, thank you for succinctly articulating what we both couldn't remember immediately after we said we didn't know. Really good. Thank you. Oh, dear. There's me running my mouth. No, you literally just saved the day <laughs> without having seen the films. I better check myself before I wreck myself. Well wishes and posh air kisses. Say my name, you brave boys. Zarina Simone. P.S. The reason I'm already up to your current season as a new fan is I'm a right rap bag and I listen to your seasons in random order. Cool. As and when the mood takes me. Zarina, that is incredible behavior. I commend you. I thank you. And I'm going to write this to you too. I'll say, I commend you. We commend you and thank you. I'll write it in a message to you right now. I'm going to do that right now. Zarina, what a, what a sweet, sweet message. And uh, we'd love to meet you. Come to one of our shows. We are surprisingly accessible. And the good thing about us all being in Aotearoa right now is that um, we, can, we can still go out and put shows on, attend shows and things, which is a privilege uh, not extended to the entire world, sadly. Except for those of you who decide to get on the next plane in New Zealand and remember to tell the fellas at Customs... The Frosty Fellows sent you. Look, I've had a vibration in my pocket, and it's raining outside, so I better check to see if our guest is here. Aye. This has been a delight. Thank you so much for joining us for this free, uh, live friend zone. I'm going to try and figure out how to make this easier and then more constant, so hopefully we'll we'll keep booking these in. We'll move around the time zones, I think, a little bit, so we can accommodate the different... Um, Come dance all around the world, all around the world with me. I don't know who sings that. It's a New Zealand song, and it's a great song. It's not a New Zealand song. It is a New Zealand song. No way. Truly. I was ending, but I'm, I'm bringing us back on camera so it's, Guy can know. It's by Blurter. They were like a group of hippies from Dunedin, I think. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Well, it's the friend zone with Tim and Guy. It's the friend zone. We're going to have a good time. It's the friend zone. With Tim and Guy, because making friends is the best idea of all time. 
friendzone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.